You're listening to the Sunshine Speechy Podcast. I'm your host, Nancy, bringing you all the information you need to know about getting into SLP graduate school and becoming a successful SLP. Join me every other Wednesday as I talk to SLP experts as well as undergraduate and graduate students just like you and I. If you're enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a positive review. Make sure you don't miss out on additional resources and more by following me on Instagram at sunshinespeechy. In addition, check out my YouTube channel where I share even more advice about the graduate school application process as well as my own experience in graduate school. Today, we're talking to an upcoming graduate student who, after being academically dismissed her freshman year of college and struggling with low GPA and GRE scores, was able to get into her top SLP graduate school program. She'll share her experience as well as advice and inspiration for individuals currently struggling with low scores and the application process. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Sunshine Speechy podcast. I'm your host, Nancy, and today I am joined by SLP undergrad, recent, very recent graduate. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Um, So just to start out, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so obviously I am an SLP major. Um, I live in Chicago, and I'm still going to be in Illinois for grad school, just moving about two hours away. I got an apartment and everything down there. I'm all set up, and yeah, I'm start in less than a month. We have a summer start. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so I knew I wanted to be an SLP since forever, so this is like so surreal that it's like about to happen next month. Well, at least I'm pulling for it. (laughs) Wait, so where are you going? I'm going to Illinois State University. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So cool. I can't believe I just found out that we're both from Chicago. I know, that's so crazy. Yeah. Okay, so tell us a little bit about your journey to getting into SLP grad school. Yeah, so I'm going to try and squeeze five years into five seconds, so bear with me. But um, So I always knew I wanted to be a speech pathologist. My dad actually had a sh- like a TBI from the uh, military. Oh, wow. So yeah, so he had a speech pathologist like, you know, on the cognition team. Yeah. And I went with him a ton of times and I was like, oh my God, people do this. It's like nursing mixed with like a teacher, you know, it's like definitely what I can do. Mm-hmm. And so I always knew that I wanted to do it. Um, so I graduated high school. I got accepted into a university, but I wasn't accepted into the SLP undergrad program. It was like super hard to get in. They only accepted a certain amount of people. Um, So I was really, really devastated um, because like I said, I always wanted to be one. Um, So I had to become an undeclared major. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not undeclared in my heart. Like what? Um, So I just like, I really lost like all my motivation. I was not, you know, motivated at all. Mm -hmm. And I just really felt like a a failure, failure, basically. Um, But everyone around me, like all the friends that I made, like they knew what major they wanted to do. I felt really pressured to just choose something. Um, So (laughs) it's really funny. I chose fashion merchandising. (laughs) Oh my god! Because I wanted to do something that, like, I didn't have to like, 
you know, do a lot to get into it. Like, yeah. no, there's anyone out there, but like, I didn't have to do a lot of prerequisite things, you know? Yeah. And so I just chose that randomly. And I was like, what the heck am I doing? Like, this is not what I want to do. So I didn't have any motivation. You know, a couple of like close people to me had passed away that year. It was just a really rough year on me. And um, my grades like really suffered from it. And so I was academically dismissed. Like if you're under like a certain GPA, like you guys, you got to go. So um, yeah, so that happened. Yeah, I'm so sorry. That sounds like an awful time. <laughs> it was just terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so after like mustering up like all that strength to just like go back to school, I um, went to a community college like the, ne- like the next fall. And altogether changed my major five times from that. Oh my gosh. I know all over the place. Like I went from English education, secondary ed, early ed, probably something else crazy and random in there. Like I just did a whole bunch. Um, And I was just really asking myself, like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, maybe you're getting better grades now, but you still, that's not what you want to do. So I uh, applied to an undergrad program for SLP and I got in, thank God. (laughs) And I was so happy and so motivated from there. And my grades just changed. Like it honestly, I think it had so much to do with the fact that I knew I didn't want to do anything else than SLP. And, um, so I ended up getting like a 3.5, which is still, you know, it's good, but it's still not competitive with you 4.0s out there. (laughs) So I was like, okay, really something else. (laughs) Yes, it's crazy. Like I was proud of myself, but I knew I had to do a little extra if I wanted to just be like competitive. So um, I had to get a lot of experience. So I started working um, in the special ed department at high school um, as like a teacher assistant. So that was like a really good job. I got a lot of experience with that, with like IEP meetings and stuff like that. Um, I started working as an ABA therapist. I was the president of my NISLA um, chapter. Yeah, I did a lot. Girl, I had to make up for that that transfer. Yeah. That they were going to see. ABA therapy is truly a labor of love. I mean, I I recommend it to people, but with a grain of salt because it is a very difficult job. You have to to know what you're going to get into, but it was so well worth it. I loved working with the kids on the spectrum. It was great. Um, and so I had all that experience. Oh, I also did study abroad in, in Uganda at a, uh, yeah, at a clinic out there. So that was really cool. Um, but so I had like all this experience, I had the 3.5. I'm like, okay, I can probably squeeze my way through, but you know, SIDCAS weighs, all of your grades like and to make like one big cumulative GPA and Nancy I was devastated it's still with all of my A's and B's and in the major I still had 2.8 yeah I was devastated and that's just so it's just so unfair yeah I wait all the time about this process Mm -hmm. because it's like the best speech pathologist is not going to be the person with a top GRE score mm-hmm. or like the 4.0. It's just, you know, right. right. And it was, I was so devastated. I'm, like, I'm not getting in anywhere. Like I did all this for nothing and you really can't do much with a bachelor's, you know? Yeah. And so I'm like, I got limited options. I almost changed my major to psych so I could at least get a job. Like, you yeah. know, <laughs> so uh, it was so crazy, but I ended up, I applied to five schools, which was, you know, slim pickings because mm-hmm. most people applied to at least six or seven or eight. Um, and I got into my top choice. I got into three places. So I was really wow. happy. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. 
thank you. And I only took the GRE once. I'm like, I was just made to be a SLP. <laughs> I cannot relate. <laughs> when people are like, how long should I study for the GRE? I'm like, how long should an average person study or me? Because I studied like, oh, I'm just horrible at math, truly. I, it was so expensive. And like, you know, having to pay for that on top of SIDCAST applications, or I don't know what it's called. It isn't like called something different for, I don't know. I think it, I think it's like CSD cast, but I think everyone calls it SIDCAST. Cause like, yeah. otherwise it's too long to say. Yeah. No, actually I've been calling it CSD cast. So maybe I sound ridiculous. Oh, I don't know. So it's, I think, um, yeah. So like paying for all of that on top of paying for GRE, it was like, I'm taking this once, honestly, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Yeah, I was devastated. I thought it was gonna be like a hundred bucks and then it's like $300. It's such a ripoff. I couldn't believe it. It's such a ripoff. So the, I had super, I wouldn't even call them mediocre. It was a little bit like under mediocre, um, like scores for that, but I got a four on the writing. So it was like, okay, she can write a little bit. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, so, um, I wasn't stressing too much on it. I was like, I did so much to prove myself. If this is not enough, honestly, I, you know, it's not for me. <laughs> Yeah. I, and that's like, like my professor, like I was really freaked out about like, if I would get into my top programs and she was like, honestly, like if they don't want you as you, then you don't want them. You know, like yeah. if the school is going to value your GRE score or your GPA or yeah. your extended resume, then you don't want that experience, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's some schools where um, it's just all about the numbers. And that's like, so bad for our mental health, <laughs> like, you know, they're not going to say it, you know, like they're not going to, mm-hmm. we really care about numbers. So like the best way right. to find out is to knock it in. <laughs> right. Honestly. Yeah. And I was like on grad cafe every single day. Like, did it like, did anyone oh hear anything? I would like refresh. refresh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I did that. I did that with Vanderbilt. Like every single day I would go on there and like someone would say like, Hey everyone, graduated with a three nine and had like like a one sixty eight on the verbal. Mm-hmm. So I was really surprised when I got in because I was kind of on the lower end, and I was oh. like, "No, I didn't even try for okay. those kind." Of, I'm like, "Yeah, no, they're gonna look at my application." <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, grad cafe though. Mm-hmm. Helpful, but also stressful. Yes, very stressful at times. I tried to stay away, but it was like addicting. Yeah. Um, so how are you able to build up the courage to pursue speech at another college after being academically dismissed? Because it sounds like you also just had a really tough time all around. So how are you able to come? Yeah. I think um, knowing that the SLPs I had met in the past were so much more, at least they seem like, you know, were so much more than grades and those kind of things. I feel like, I don't know if it's the same for you, but every SLP I've met has been so sweet, so nice, so open to letting me shadow them, so open to letting me intern with them. And it's like, these people are great people. And I really do feel like I could be one of you, you know? And so I feel like knowing that deep inside me, like I'm like, grades do not validate me. They don't. And what only thing that it shows is that that had a really bad year. (laughs) That's all that it shows. And I think also, yeah. And I think also knowing that I have grown from that, like, it's not like I 
um, decline. Like I did really, really good. Then I did very poorly. It's like, okay, bad year. Okay. She's gone up and up and up throughout, you know, the rest of her college career. So I think kind of putting my hope in the fact that, okay, they can see that I've grown. They can see that I'm more than just that transcript, um, really, really helped, but it was not easy at all. Like every day I kind of had to just really affirm myself in the fact that I can do this. And if, if I get in, it'll just be confirmation that this is for me. Yeah. I honestly don't know if I would have applied again. I don't know. I've heard some people wait years. Cause like you knew so strongly, but I don't know. I mean, I've known you for like five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're right. I knew I probably would have. Yeah. So how are you able to push past those obstacles of your GRE and GPA to get into SLP grad school? I know you kind of said it was a lot of those experiences. Yeah, I think the more I uh, just saturated myself around people who are doing what I wanted to do, it just really motivated me. Like I shadowed pretty much every um, population except like a sniff. Like a skilled wow. nursing facility, yeah. Um, I did the hospital. I did acute care, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is so exciting!" I, you know, I worked in ABA, and I got to see like the kiddos and um, being in the the schools and seeing like what an SLP does in the schools. It was just like so um, driving for me. And I think that the more that you saturate yourself in experiences that are not a test or an exam or yeah. you know, study groups with people who are just as stressed as you, yeah. Um, I think that it helps to drive out kind of that doubt or those fears of grad school. And if I won't get in and that kind of stuff. I love that. Yeah. I like, I always recommend people to get as many as shadow hours as possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now with COVID it's really hard, but just because like it makes you so excited. I mm-hmm. absolutely agree. Yeah. So how do you feel that your experiences of, you know, not making it and then having to work again and all this entire journey that you've been on, how do you feel that it's helped you to become a future, a better future clinician? Yeah. So I talked about this a lot in my interviews because I got that question a lot. And, um, and that's another thing I want to touch on, like how to explain it and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, so I think that a lot of the times with SLPs, what I've seen is that sometimes they have to kind of just throw away their plan and throw away what they think is going to work for therapy, what they think, you know, is going to really take the client from A A to Z. um, And then they get to point F and they have to just go all the way back to A, you know? And so I think that with my story, I had to do that a lot. (laughs) I had to, you know, just kind of rewrite my plan like a million times because I changed my major a lot. (laughs) And so, um, I think that just knowing that not everything's going to be how you thought it was, I think having, being pliable, being able to, uh, adapt in different situations, um, having self-motivation, um, be, knowing that I'm not just here for a check, like I'm here because I want to be here. I think that all that stuff an SLP needs, um, because we're dealing with, um, people that can teach us a lot more about their condition than a textbook can. So, I think that is definitely going to help me a lot or has helped me a lot. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Um, and I totally agree. I mean, I feel like that happens to speech pathologists on the daily. Mm-hmm. Just can, there's never a plan that works a hundred percent of the time. Right. Things change. Um, so what's your advice for people who are currently struggling with low stats or they have this mm-hmm. lack of confidence going into the application process? Yeah, I think my biggest 
advice would be not to hide from it and to not necessarily embrace it. Like you, I didn't make my personal statement at all about um, that. Um, it was about my experiences, who I was, because I wasn't going to let that label me. I wasn't going to go into, if I got in, I wasn't going to go into the grad school as a girl with low stats like that. No, because I'm not that. Yeah. And so, but most schools, um, I won't, I won't say all, but most schools have a section or a question where they say, is there anything you want to explain? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Is there anything you want to tell us? about before we read this and I took every opportunity um whether it was in a interview or a video because you know some schools do like submit a video um if it was in a like a typed question I took the time to really explain like hey this was a rough time for me um but you know I used this I learned from it and I as you can see I grew um, and so not like, don't hide from what they can already see. You know, they can see that speech and hearing science was quite a journey for you. <laughs> they can see that, um, that, you know, you didn't do too hot or in this or in that, or that you weren't very involved or, you know, explain those things. Um, they know they've taken the GRE before they know, you know, so um, I think just not hiding away from the, the stats and just being like, Hey, I'm more than this. But if you don't show them that, they don't know. They're looking at hundreds and hundreds of applications. So taking a, those extra 10 or 15 minutes to explain your situation is not going to hurt. It Well, in my case, it helped. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I think more and more, I'm just realizing how it's not a black and white process like I thought it was. You know, yeah. I got into programs that I never thought I could have gone into mm-hmm. because they did look at what you did and they didn't look at those test scores. I mean, like, I really would say across the board, every program was just so interested in what I had done Mm -hmm. and, like, achieved. Yeah. I wish more people would know that because when I was applying, I was like, it's all about the scores. It's all Mm -hmm. about the scores. And it's not. So much stress. Oh. So much stress. (laughs) Yes. So do you have anything else you'd like to share or add? Oh, I think it's just really want to drive that home that, like, really just embrace your story because, like, it makes you – who you are. And I think that all adversity can benefit you in a way, you know, it's just how you look at it. It's all perspective, perspective, perspective. And if you are called to be an SLP, you will be an SLP, like no matter what the journey looked like, because if I can do it, you can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I really do. Because I feel that way too. I mean, like if people have that passion for it, then there's no doubt that they'll good, be a good SLP, you know? Mm-hmm. It's all about mm-hmm. the and the drive. And yeah. So I love that. Um, yeah. I'm so excited to start, girls. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Dude, I'm so excited, but I'm also like, scared. Like, yeah, I'm I just got like, a syllabus today, and I was like, whoa. Oh, yeah, because you're starting soon. And do you have a way that people can reach you if they want to ask you more questions? Um, yeah. Um, I talk a lot about um, SLP things on my Instagram. Um, Instagram is underscore Dej Mitchell. That's underscore D-A-J-M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L. That's my Instagram. And there you'll find like my YouTube link and everything like that. So yeah, check it out. I know. I just checked out your YouTube channel recently. I didn't even know. Oh, nice. But yeah. And then for listeners, um, if you follow me on Instagram, she'll of course be tagged in all of the posts so you can reach her there as well. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on. This is so fun. Yeah, it was. Thank you so much. 
And what a journey, dude. I'm so excited for <laughs> you to start grad school and just finally become an SLP. I know. I'm so excited for people to hear this. I've never told anyone this story. So this is so really monumental. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just think it'll help so many people because like, no matter what, I mean, you had a lot of great wisdom to share. Okay. Not everyone's the same, but like, even if all people can do is share their story, it's like, oh, okay, I'm not alone. And I feel like that's so powerful in itself, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much. I'm so glad that we found each other. I know. Uh, Sunshine.